Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hey everyone, and welcome back. If this is your first time joining me here, then welcome here. Um, For those who don't know, my name is Emily Aborn, and I'm the owner and founder of She Built This, as well as, of course, the host of this podcast. And She Built This is a woman's entrepreneurship community. It is the place to be if you're looking for an authentic group of people that will be by your side as you build your business. I'm also a content writer, and what I like to do on this podcast is give you a mix of inspiring stories from female entrepreneurs and, of course, the men that support them when applicable. Um, I also love to share marketing and writing tips with you that you can use for your business, give you education and inspiration, and sometimes just a little bit of fun babble from yours truly. So... That's She Built This podcast in a nutshell. And if you are listening for the first time, let me just tell you a little bit more about She Built This, the organization. We have a larger online free Facebook community with over 1,400 women globally. And I know that actually me saying online and Facebook is repetitious. Okay, go with me here. Um, We also have a cozy knit VIP community with lots of member perks and more on the way. And the VIP community is really helping to take the overwhelm, loneliness, terror, and overall craziness out of building your business. Because honestly, it can kind of be a lot sometimes when we're pursuing our dreams and achieving our visions and goals. If you're not a VIP member yet, go to shebuiltthis.org to learn more. I'm actually preparing for a relaunch of the VIP membership, and the price is going to be going up on September 1st. So I really encourage you to get in while the getting is good. If you are a podcast listener, you are literally the first one that gets to hear all this. The price right now is $250 a year, which breaks down to $0.68 a day or $25 a month if you want to do monthly instead. We would love to have you as part of the community, and we already have a seat with your name on it at the table. Um, Next week on the podcast, we're going to wrap up our July theme of you, as in Y-O-U, and I'll be interviewing SBDC Certified Business Advisor Hollis McGuire, as well as Leadership Coach Tammy Jordan. We're going to be talking all about empathy and sensitivity when it comes to running a business. So, For those of you who consider yourselves empaths or people are always telling you that you're sensitive or maybe you just feel sensitive, we're going to talk about some of the unique challenges that that poses as a business owner and how to navigate some of those challenges. So make sure whatever podcast you're using, you follow, subscribe, do whatever it tells you to do to make sure that you hear these episodes when they come out every Wednesday. All right, last piece of housekeeping. It's my podcast anniversary, four score, and two years ago, this podcast was a mere dream. And the first episode got sent forth into the world July 23rd, 2019. And now here it is, the 21st of July, 2021. 
I want to give a quick plug to Mike Clark from Clark Creative in Amherst, New Hampshire, who helped me to get this podcast started. He's first off responsible for um, creating the bug in me to want to do my own podcast because I used to record for a chiropractor's office that I worked for at his recording studio. And he also helped me to create the bumper music at the beginning and end. He was the editor and producer for a while. And if you are looking for a recording studio that will result in literally better sound than the Fresh Air podcast with Terry Gross, or you need help getting your podcast up and running and the tech kind of feels overwhelming to you, I highly encourage you to check him out. He's been a really great source of education for so many of the She Built This Woman. And three of us who took a class with him have actually gone on to um, start our own shows. So Anyway, happy podcast anniversary to me. It's a really great feeling to stick with something for this long and see that vision that you had for yourself really come to life and then look back and be able to say, oh my gosh, this vision has been coming to life for a long time. Um, So I highly encourage you, if you have extra time on your hands today, go back and listen to some of the first few episodes. You'll get to hear Mike as my co-host in those and also what this podcast sounded like when it first was getting started. Because as you'll notice, um, my vision and focus for the podcast has changed over over time. And that's totally fine and great. We all change and pivot and can choose other things. Um, one more thing, and then I promise we'll dive in. I've been so over the moon like thrilled, like happy to tears with all the podcast reviews that are coming in from Apple. This week, I got so many and I really do like a little happy dance inside every single time. So thank you. Keep the reviews coming. Um, You writing me a review is a really super easy and free way to support me as I build my dream. So this one by Applesauce345 that I got this week, it made me laugh so hard. They said that I was quick-witted and had a voice like butter, which I also provide relevant and uplifting topics, sprinkling in lighthearted humor. Applesauce, I'm going to try to add in some darker humor in the future because I really want you to get a well-rounded experience and I do have it in me. So watch out. All right. Now I'm truly going to say without further ado, because I'm just getting silly and slap happy at this point and you're dying to hear about today's guest. That's why you're here. Today's guest is awesome. I met her through Sarah Gio, one of our VIP members, and I started listening to her podcast and I just loved the content that she put on social media. So I shared her podcast in one of my Instagram stories. And when she saw it, Jasmine contacted me and she asked if I wanted to do an Instagram live with her. And I was like, yes, please. I would love to. We were going to be talking about community community and collaborating and kind of networking online. It was a total flop on my end. My phone, I don't know what is wrong with my phone, but it wasn't getting Wi-Fi even in my own house. And I went in all different rooms and like I still had my coat on because I was late getting home from a lunch. And despite all of that, despite it being a total mess, um, Jasmine was very gracious and she didn't give up on me and she agreed to come on to my podcast and share 
with you. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about vision and leaving a legacy and determining what is most important to you. What do you value? Jasmine encourages us all to focus on long-term success, not just our current circumstances, and push us towards our bigger purpose. We talk about how business and life are interconnected and ways to help bring those into alignment with one another so that life feels good both inside and outside of your workday. Um, Jasmine also shares her story and the pivots that brought her to where she is today. It is a super interesting one. It's kind of surprising. Um, And we talk about what it means to build a legacy-driven business and what you have to actually give up if you want to scale and grow. You're going to definitely want to hear that one. Um, And of course, we talk about boundaries and ditching all the people-pleasing and how that can actually be the key to preventing burnout. These are all messages I really needed to hear right now, and I think you are going to love our conversation. A little bit about Jasmine. She is an award-winning national speaker, podcaster, pro educator, author, and biz growth strategist. She's the founder of the Breakthrough to Excellence Network, and she helps women business owners create a business that support their vision and streamline their focus so that they can scale their impact, income, and influence. Her philosophy focuses on building your confidence and the business structure to support your goals without sacrificing what you most love in life. It sounds lovely, doesn't it? And here is my interview with Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Hey, Emily. Thanks for the invitation. I can't wait for our discussion today. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's no surprise that I've been like following you voraciously since um, Sarah Gio is actually the, the one that told me about your podcast. And then I've just kind of like made you my social media hero. So I follow everything you do. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I'm like in Durham with her on her family this weekend, which I'm sure a lot of people do. You do a very great job with your social media. Um, but, oh, but, thank you. but I was really flattered when you contacted me to do an Instagram live with you. And then I felt terrible because it was like a total flop on my end technology wise. But yeah, you, that's not your fault. Though. Yes. Well, thank you for saying that. I'm really happy you didn't give up on me and you agreed to do this podcast with me. So, um, yeah. all right. So I've read your bio before you got on, but I would love for you to share in your own words who you are and what you do. So I am Jasmine Haley. I am first and foremost a believer. I am a mother and I am a wife. And a part of who I am is also a speaker, a author, a business growth strategist. And I love helping entrepreneurs who are burning the candle from both ends get to a place where they can get their business aligned with their vision and they can reach their goals and establish their business legacy. Um, I am always creatively finding ways to pull out the best in people. So I would say I'm your biggest cheerleader. If you ever need one when it comes to pulling out what's already been there inside of you. And that's what I do for a living. And I love it. Oh, I really want to circle back to that. Um, but <laughs> before we get into that, I would love to know what a what it means to you to have like a legacy driven business. What does the term legacy really mean? 
So there's four things that I typically focus on when it when I'm talking about someone being legacy driven. The first thing that comes to mind is that we have to decide what is truly important to us and then live it. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm leaving something behind for my family, which is, of course, we want to do that. But it's really saying this is what's important to me. This is what I value. And this is how I'm going to live that. Um, the second thing would be is that we start thinking in a way for long term success and not just currently what our current circumstances um, are dealing with. And so that helps us during periods of time where it may be chaotic or you're dealing with challenges during our life or any sort of uncertainty. We would be able to think beyond our current circumstances to push us towards what our purpose is. The third aspect of, of that is really getting to a place where we don't focus on just the end of our lives, but we focus on our next level, our next phase, our next um, greatest potential for ourselves right now so that we can create um, a, a good overall life. And then finally, really getting to a place that where we see that our entire life personally, professionally are intertwined and we look for ways to be fulfilled in all aspects. Wow. So I feel like all four of these, when you marry them together, it's really like the key to getting out of your own way and staying motivated and staying on track. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So getting into your entrepreneurial journey a little bit. First, I want to know if there were any um, seeds in your childhood that you can look back and be like, oh, okay, this is the path that I was kind of like following all along. Were there any like breadcrumbs along your trail? Did you did you always know, I guess, what you wanted to do? I knew I wanted to be in the dental field since the age of 13. And so that was primarily because I had severely crowded teeth. My mother was not in a position to pay for any sort of dental care. In fact, I didn't I don't even recall any visit to the dentist unless I had to have teeth pulled that had to decay in it. And that was as a very young child. These were these were baby teeth that were pulled out. After that, that was it. But um, so I knew that I wanted to be in the dental field. And so I went to a specialized high school in New York City, wow. um, applied to get to that school and became a dental assistant, started that program at 16. And by 17, when I graduated, I was a dental assistant and I knew I wanted to go all the way into becoming a dentist, but um, my mother was not in the position to assist me uh, for various reasons financially or equipped to give me the guidance needed for me to even achieve that. So a lot of me heading in the world of dentistry was from my, my own research and asking you know, teachers when I was in school. So I went the route of dental hygiene, becoming a dental hygienist with hopes of going into to dentistry, becoming a dentist, but there was other plans for me. I wind up starting my, my own family. When I look back at my childhood, I would say that everything that people often complained about, my energy level and all this other stuff that they would say that were not, that was not uplifting to me, but my teachers saw the potential in me are things that I'm using today. Um, as far as recognition for anything, I would say the biggest thing for me was in high school, I was awarded um, for extemporaneous speak, speaking. Nice. So speaking, you know, um, I had a competition where we competed all over the 
New York State and I won third place for that. And now I'm a speaker. So like I've always had a little bit of I, I think about some of the things I've done in my past as a child and you can see why how I've kind of taken my my expertise and and what I've loved and I and I've kind of created my own lane. And the work that I'm doing. And I think that's like speaking a little bit to that personal and professional. Like it's kind of like bringing our whole selves to the table, you know, like your past, present and future is what makes you who you are now and and the resources that you have available to you. Um, Yes. I need to know how you went from being a dental hygienist to what you do now, because that is quite a leap. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it, right? Because I I, I knew, so, okay. So when I graduated dental hygiene school, I decided to specialize and work with persons living with HIV um, because I've seen its ramifications and how it affected people that I cared about. So I specialized with that, went in, I mentored with a specialist at the School of Medicine, School of Dentistry at University of Maryland. And through my work with her, it led me to experiencing other things. So what happened was after being in public health for several years, several years serving that population, I um, started volunteering. I wound up being hired by the School of Medicine as an educational consultant. And I work with, you know, uh, dentists, um, physicians, nurses, uh, pharmacists on educating graduate level students on HIV. And then that led me into wanting to go into education. So I left the clinical world and went full time into education. And I started teaching at a community college full time as I was also an educational consultant and a host of other things that I've been able to do. But what I did not realize was that I had unhealed trauma that I never dealt with. And then I was put into a toxic work environment that got me completely stressed out. I mean, to the point where I had repeated hospital visits um, and gastrointestinal pain and other physical manifestations of burnout. Um, I didn't know it was at that time. Unfortunately, my mother died while I was at that toxic work environment unexpectedly. And when you combine grief, a toxic work environment, I didn't have boundaries in my own life. I wasn't living my life. I was living my life in fear. It got me to the worst part of the illness that I had. Um, And it wasn't until my daughter saw me at my worst that I asked myself, what the heck am I doing? And, and how so, old how old was your daughter? Five. Five. Um, and I know the date. It was October 20th, 2014, a year after my mother passed, also the day that we were supposed to be celebrating my anniversary. That was the day that that happened. And that day that it happened, I posted a picture-perfect picture of us as a family. Everything on the outside was gorgeous, and inside, internally, I was suffering. So it took me about two years to get the courage to leave that job after that incident, but I left. I left and I said, there aren't any more teaching jobs right now in my area. I'll take something part time, but I'm going to start my business. And so I started my business. I started my brand in dentistry first, created a highly recognizable brand um, and started speaking, hosting events and consulting with other professionals that wanted to escape as well. And then I made my pivot into the work that I'm doing now in 2020. Wow. And you're about to make another pivot, right? 
Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is that I woke up this weekend thinking, man, what, how else can I make this more aligned? Because my word for this year is alignment. That's my word. I have a beautiful vision board that I've created. And one of the quotes says, I have the courage to keep going, right? I am fearless. Well, I had to take a look back at the work that I've done with my clients. The best results I've gotten from my clients were when I did, I combined consulting with done for you services. So I helped them set up their business. I actually did the work myself and my team for them to alleviate that process off of, off of their shoulders. And that's what I'm going to incorporate in addition to creating a group program for people who want to take their expertise and get out there and get speaking. And every single time I consult with people, they'll ask me, hey, can you, can you look at this speaker abstract? Or, hey, can you help me formulate my expertise into a course that I can teach on the stage? And I've done it, but I've been fearful of putting myself out there as a as a full on like speaker coach, but I have been, I've been doing it and I've been getting results for myself and for my clients. So I think the biggest part for us when we're looking at pivoting, anytime you pivot, there was a huge amount of fear when I left complete, I didn't leave dentistry completely. I still speak in dentistry, but when I left so abruptly the way that I did when my business was successful, you know, it takes a huge amount of courage to stay in alignment with what feels good to you and stay in alignment with with your purpose. Yeah, I agree. I think I think sometimes the scarier thing to do is the thing that is most aligned with what you need to be doing. Um, my, My husband and I owned a retail shop. And of course, the listeners have heard this a million times, but we used to own a retail shop. And Opening that store was so easy. Like it was a lot of money up front and mm-hmm. we I just had no worries about it. Like I wasn't anxious about it. I wasn't nervous that it wasn't going to work. I'm just like this is great. But opening my business was terrifying. Mm. <laughs> so it's just very interesting. I, I do find that like and and with imposter syndrome sometimes it's the same thing. It's like when you really dig a layer deeper is it because you're actually getting closer to what your vision is? Mm, yeah, true. So, um, okay, so you coach a lot of people on a pretty touchy subject for people, which is speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And along with that, I would say comes an element of people owning this need to, or this, um, yeah, need to be visible and put themselves out there. So how do you kind of like, coach somebody, what are the blocks, I guess, that you see coming up around people being visible? Oh, you know, I, I, I think that we've been conditioned as a society for many of us, I can't speak for everyone to be seen and not heard. Um, and there's Mm. this, there's this, thinking that if I speak out, if I share amazing things that's happening with me, I'm being too assertive or I'm being too pushy, I'm being too bossy or I'm being, or I'm bragging, I'm not humble enough. Like there's always some negative kind of connotation when it comes to being visible that I've seen my clients deal with. And 
that's why being legacy driven will help you push out of that. Because when you share your story, there's a little quote here and it doesn't say where, where it comes from, but um, I have a friend who gave me this wonderful block block and I have it here on my desk and it's saying, it says to share, share your story to set someone else free. So I feel that each of us have our own unique perspective and, and unique story that is meant to help someone else get free. And it is a crime if we hold back and not and not allow that message to go out there. Um, there was a Les Brown quote that helped me finally get that leg to escape my, my job, um, my toxic work environment. And the quote essentially said that the richest place on earth is not Dubai, it's not Los Angeles, it's not New York City. The richest place on earth is a graveyard. And when you think about all of the movies that were never filmed, the books that were never written, the businesses that were never started, like all of those things are filling up the graveyard at this point. And I thought immediately of my own mother. And so am I introverted? Yes. Do I get nervous when I go out there and share? Absolutely. But I also know that... I want to close when I close my eyes for that final time that I live with no regrets and that I truly seek ways to give back through the gifts that I've been given. And so getting visible, I think that's the biggest part is that culturally we've been kind of pushed into conforming to other people's expectations and that's why you see little kids. We look at little kids. I don't know if you've seen it in your own children. We They're like, wow, they're so brave. They're so fearless. They're just out there. They're just, you know, we've all, we all have that. We all have those, those gifts and that, that energy level, but we've been conditioned to kind of format into this mold. And that's what leaves so much, so many of us burnt out and unfulfilled because we aren't in alignment with what truly is important to us. You know, when you talk about that, it kind of brings up for me, um, yeah, this need to fit in, but also like this element of people pleasing. And I don't know if that's something you've ever struggled with. And yes. if so, what does it look like for you? And, and how do you stop that? <laughs> because I think people pleasing to, to just follow it up is a lot of times what leads us to that feeling of burnout, because you're literally just following someone else's path, not your own. Yeah. So, you know, one of the topics I speak about um, is average childhood experiences and trauma. And um, I don't want to go too far into that because a lot of times people focus solely on that, but a lot of our behaviors start with the intent, right? And there's some things that subconsciously we can't control. Um People pleasing has been one of the things that I've dealt with because I wanted everything to be safe. I kind of want to control my environment. I wanted to please everyone so they don't abandon me. One of my fears is that people would abandon me or betray me, right? Mm -hmm. And so how is it that I can make them feel safe so they can feel comfortable without even considering what's important to me? So sometimes when we're responding in ways that are harmful to us, it could be because we're disre dysregulated as 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 an individual. It's it, it could be we are dealing with 
dependency issues and other issues that come up from things that haven't been healed from our past. Um, and so when we set up boundaries, which has been such a big part for me with dealing with, with people pleasing issues, the boundaries were first had to start, start at home with my kids, with my husband and with me maintaining my identity as a woman separately from me being a wife and a mother. And that wasn't easy because we're taught that women need to go out there and be martyrs and sacrifice ourselves and be completely exhausted and not ask for what we need or what we want or, or to take a break. When I first started speaking out there, someone asked me, well, how are your kids? Um, are they going to be okay? And I'm like, yes, my kids have an amazing father. They actually have two parents. And when I'm not speaking, I'm with my kids 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> so like they're going to be fine. So I think the, the that's the biggest part is is understanding that again we're going back to the legacy driven is understand what's important to you. Like when was the last time you just asked yourself what is it that I want? What truly makes me happy? Separate from your spouse, partner, children, parents, siblings, what do you want? Mm. And what's important to you? So I think when we ask ourselves those questions and get really, really honest, there's a level of having to give something up, right? But also own something. So um, what would you say you have to give up to be able to really step into that? You have to give up your ego and the unhealthy ego. Yeah. <laughs> And then you and then you you get to own what would you say ease joy? Yes, you choose joy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like you got to get rid the, so uh, there's the healthy part of our ego that we need that gives us the ability to take risk especially as entrepreneurs. Um it it gives us the ability to um develop self-confidence and self-leadership which is really important for ourselves. But then there's the other side of it that gets us to a place where we're doing whacked out crazy stuff. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you, um, okay, here's a great example. You've had a conversation with someone and um, they didn't respond back. Oh yeah, all the time. Okay, <laughs> and then you're like, did I say something wrong? Um, <laughs> what did I write? Let me just check and make sure that what I wrote is actually like, okay and that i did not you know say something crazy or why didn't my husband like for me in particular i'm talking about me right now <laughs> like why did he say what he said you know that that was so hopeful that was this that was that like we make stories all the time and a lot of those stories lead towards the negative um and so an unhealthy ego gets us to a place where we're not we're inflexible we're not willing to evolve. We're not willing to ask for help. We're not willing to let go and delegate. So some of the key things I needed to delegate in my own home was to get a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. Something simple as that. Get a meal planning kit. Every week I, get, I have a meal planning kit that comes home so I can cook my family dinner without having to worry about simple things, right? What are some things that I can get off of my plate so I can be my best person? 
Yeah. And putting that that feeling of um, that that it looks weak or help or yeah, weak to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. All right. So you talk. Okay. I want to address this because it's like the elephant in the room for me. You talk a lot about scaling and we also see a lot of things. Scale, 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 scale. Mm -hmm. What does that like mean? And what does it mean for people that are like, I don't know if I really want to scale because I think I do think that even the people that say they don't want to scale want to scale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want that money. They want yeah, that money. Like, I don't want to scale, but I do want to sit back and be fed grapes. That would be great. <laughs> exactly, Emily. Um, so what does scaling mean to me? So I feel that scaling to me means that you're scaling with your legacy in mind, which is why I call my program Legacy Scaler. Because mm -hmm. to me, if you are in alignment with who you are and what's important to you, you can build your business the same exact way. And you can still take time off to enjoy your family. You can still take a month off of your business and be able to still have something that's there. And it means that you're not ego driven, but you're legacy driven. And so you're looking at ways that to build ease within your own business. And so the women that come to me are people that try to force a cookie cutter approach to creating their business because a thought leader said that this is a way that they needed to do that. And then they find out, oh my gosh, I've been trying it this way and I've been doing it exactly how they told me to do it and it's still not working. And that's because there are so many different ways that we can build a business. Um, and when it's aligned with you, when you could be a full intuitive entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Those are the best kind of businesses because those are the ones that are thriving within their business and equally in their personal lives. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be miserable in my relationship, personal relationships, just to have a successful business that's making, you know, multiple six figures or more. A hundred percent. And I think the people so often, the people that we're looking at comparing ourselves to saying, oh, I should be doing it this way you take a peek behind the curtains and they're not living their best life or they're, or at least they're not living the life that you would consider your best life. So it's yeah. really important to remember that when we play that comparison game and scale your way. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. I want to ask you some rapid fire questions, which they're not actually rapid fire. You can take <laughs> your time. <laughs> Um, but I think my heart just dropped. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> they're just kind of fun, like you know. Um, so I want to know what you're most proud of. Mm. I told you they weren't rapid. <laughs> you know what? I'm most proud of the fact that my daughters will never know some of the challenges that I face in my own life. They will never experience that. And so therefore, because of that and the foundation that my husband and I are building for them, they're going to far exceed any of our dreams. I have a friend who says that the biggest gift you can give your child is to own your own stuff and, and work through it. So I yep. love that. Um, 
All right. Who do you admire most and why? Mm. You said There's you so didn't many... you, you said you didn't want the questions ahead of time, so Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people. I would say the person that I admire most this is going to sound like narcissistic, but I can't honestly, I can't choose anyone else. So I'm just going to say me <laughs> because you know what? I I'm continuously learning from amazing people that I admire Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm constantly looking for ways to evolve and to always knowing that I'll always will be enough, that I'm always worthy and deserving. So that, that is who I'm going to say I most admire by means of all of the people that have poured into me. Um, I like that answer. And I think that we <laughs> you we are constantly, like you said, pulling from the other people in our lives that we admire and, and soaking in what they have to say. And that's all now becoming a part of you. So mm -hmm. that's a really well integrated answer. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what is the best and worst career decisions that you've ever made? Mm. Worst career decision I ever made was listening to other people on where I should be in my career. Have you had like experiences with hiring coaches or something that kind of steered you in the wrong direction? I let I let someone discourage me from going straight to dental school. Oh, wow. So I think that will always sit with me. That's why no one can tell me anything now. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, and also that was because I didn't have, like, none of my siblings went to college. My mom never had gone, you know, she, I actually found out when she passed away, she didn't receive her um, GED until I was five and she was 45. Wow. So that she was a highly, highly intelligent woman. She would kick my butt if I was telling her this, but that's okay. <laughs> telling y'all this, but... You know, she she had a lot of shame around that. And I was so proud of her. I was so proud of her. So for me, I think um, that would be that would be the worst. And then the best decision I made was knowing that I could I could monetize my own expertise and create my own business based on my own gifts and talents. That yeah. And so once I once I knew that I walked into rooms differently you know, I just didn't internalize things like I used to, because when you understand that you are truly free, right? When you really truly have personal and professional freedom, it takes a weight off of your shoulders that w w would weigh you down for years to come if, if you don't realize that you um, have endless possibilities and opportunities. And it goes back to that ripple effect of visibility because you are now sharing that to help set someone else free. So I love it. Yes. It's like a full circle. <laughs> um, all right. What do you, what do you do now to, I mean, in addition to boundaries, I guess, what do you do to kind of prevent that burnout? Like what, like maybe it's, it's a vacation, maybe it's taking the weekends off, but what are some like really practical things that we can put into our lives to help prevent us from feeling burnt out because I think even as an entrepreneur when you're doing what you love you can mm -hmm. work yourself to the bone yes so I would say the first like the simplest way that you can really start right now is start sectioning out time in your schedule blocking out that time where you have nothing on there 
where it is meant for you to fill it with whatever you desire, whether that's getting your nails done, going for a nice walk, whatever. So there should be something intentionally in your schedule every single day, but I like to section out full days in my schedule. So I have, and I call them CEO days. So I have sacred time in my schedule. That's before the kids wake up, but I also have CEO days, which are my, which are Tuesday and Friday. And I make sure that anything that's scheduled in my calendar scheduler, um, will never schedule on those days for me. I think another important thing to consider is using something as simple as a email responder to let people know when to anticipate you um, responding back. So I normally have a 24 to 48 hour response window. I typically will respond back quicker than that, but I also have space that I can breathe a little bit um, in my business. Thirdly, The biggest thing that I find that is really missing in a lot of solopreneurs who are trying to move towards scaling their business, we have to understand that when you get to the six-figure mark, many of us are just doing it on our own with a a few, not a bunch, but a few of contractors here and there. When you're reaching the multiple six-figure part mark in your business, you need to be running your business where it runs without you. So that's essentially removing you as a bottleneck. Um, And so a lot of online businesses struggle with structuring their business systems and getting it to a space, a place where it could be delegated to a team. Yeah. That's like when you were saying taking a month off, I was like, how would anyone ever do that? (laughs) But that's how, you know, it is possible, which is why, like, even when we were talking and I had mentioned to you, like via email said, Hey, do you have so-and-so set up? Because those little, those little things will free up more time. Mm-hmm. Those small little interactions will free it up. I'm just starting to dip my toes into the water of the CEO days mostly. And it's mm-hmm. lovely. <laughs> um, I love the I love the email responder because I, I am like, a, oh my gosh, they, I need to respond to them today. So that's really, really helpful. And mm-hmm. you guys will get me there someday with the automatic scheduling links, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> I just posted on Instagram today. I was like, nope, not doing it yet. So <laughs> we'll see. That's so, I mean, I laughed so hard. Okay. I was cracking up and I was okay with that because that's you. This is you. This is what feels good for you. This is what feels in alignment with you. And that's the way it should be. It should be about what works for you and that everything, every software, everything that's out there works for everyone. But I I would say like that project management system and start getting like even your little processes, like even I have my own podcast, the entire step-by-step process for my entire podcast is written out as a standard operating procedure. So Oh, mine is too, Jasmine. I just don't, I just don't have a booking link. See, see, but still, you still, you have a process. Every human being has a process. We do our laundry a certain way. We wash our dishes a certain way. Like that's the same concept that we want to take into business, but then put it in a location that other people can reach. Okay. So I guess I'm going to end with this question. What legacy, and maybe you need to reword the question. um, What legacy do you want to leave? The legacy that I want to leave 
is a legacy of joy and empowerment. I, I feel that it's my place. It, it gives me the greatest fulfillment to help other women, women or other business owners stay in alignment with their God-given purpose. And so that's what I would like my legacy to be, one of joy where I've extended that all onto my own children. And I also help them and other individuals get to a place where they can choose joy as well and stay in alignment with what truly makes them fulfilled. And I think that's what, like bringing it full circle again to just the very beginning, that's what brought you, like that's what brought us into each other's world because we both had this desire to cheer other people on and create community and connection by uplifting others. And yes. so I really love that. Um, yeah. All right. Did I, did I not ask you anything that you wished I'd asked you? No, it was, it was wonderful. Okay, yeah. Very was... thought-provoking. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, and um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I love what you're doing, Emily. Keep it up. You are a ray of sunshine, and I'm so happy we um, connected. Ah, oh, thank you. And no tech glitches this time, so yay us. <laughs> <laughs> To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.